we got the Aussies on NBA show on 2NVR on 105.9 FM, broadcast live out of, well, the little studio sitting on the banks of the uh, Nambucca River, the muddy banks in Maxville. I'm going to press the magic button. I'm going to try and get a hold of the NBA Oracle, the man who seems to know all about the NBA and seems to back it up every week. Love it. Let's get a hold of him. Oracle, are you there? Matty, what is going on? Oh, mate, I'll tell you, that link takes longer and longer each week. I'm thinking, oh, maybe I should be talking through it and actually telling people something. There used to be like a dial tone, and I used to just wait to hear it from you. Now I'm thinking, well, I should talk and fill in the space. What do you reckon? Well, how it's coming out to me mm. is I'm just hearing Oracle, and I'm thinking, okay, I'm all, like, as soon as I answer the phone, I'm straight on. You're you know on. what I mean? So you're not That's just sitting like, there waiting and just pretending to make straight it. Straight into it. You're straight into it. Okay. Straight yeah. in. Yeah. Okay. Nah. <laughs> That's good. I appreciate <laughs> that. I wasn't sure. I thought, is this guy just sitting there waiting? No. 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 As soon as I answer the phone, I'm hearing, actually, I don't always hear the whole word Oracle. Sometimes I just hear cool. Cool. And I, I, I so, work it out to be, that that might <laughs> be the you. end of Oracle. Yeah. And uh, join in. You know, sometimes I do call you cool because you are very cool, Oracle. I'll yes, tell you that. I, know. I get it all the time, Maddie. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, now, listen, I don't really know where to start from today's games. But well, I thought mm. not, I, whether you wanted to like save it for the end um, right, or start off with it. How about Jokic getting ejected again? <laughs> what is what's going on with your superstar, Matty? He's putting up great mum, numbers, but gee whiz, yeah, this guy's got a temper on him, or what? He actually wasn't that mad when they ejected him. I think it was a chess move that he was playing with the NBA. Uh, a lot of NBA pundits have come out saying, you know, that Steph Curry's a lay down Mazaire to get uh, the MVP this year. I don't think like Jokic really likes that, and I think no. he's showing him that he's got something to say about it. So I, I guess also... if you're going to be up by what was it, twenty five, thirty? Yeah, hang on, I'm just looking at me stats. Yeah, he, he was up. I think it was one hundred three to eighty eight. Yeah, there weren't in any five point four to go. But the thing is that it was a thirteen five run to Washington that that ended. And maybe just thought, look, we're on a bad run here. I'm going to get ejected, knock some sense into these guys. It, LeBron, it, LeBron is, style. Yeah. Well, yeah. I'm sure Larry Bird did it, yeah. you know, and he's compared to Larry Bird. So that's what I think actually happened. You know, are you willing to cop that? Well, I can tell you that when Tommy Heinsohn was around and whenever Tony Brothers, who was officiating this game, whenever yes. he had a Celtics game, no joke, Tommy Heinsohn would go, oh, brother. <laughs> At the start of the game. Right. So, you know, he knows what's up. Yeah, exactly. That guy, come on. Uh, <laughs> one of the players of the game, Facundo Compazzo, mm. did two awesome passes there in the first half. One um, behind his, his back, like over his head, behind himself for a three-point shot that was made. And then another one, which was like a tip forward off a pass to a pass, which was tip forward um, for a you know open layup, which was really nice too. 
Mate, brilliant. I'm liking what I'm seeing from Farco. Uh, have you? Has he tickled your fancy lately? Have you seen any of his play? Look, I, I've Farco's tickled my fancy many, many times in his career, Matty. Yeah. You know that. I love a good pass. Yes. And I actually wonder how much Farku is contributing to, I'm going a little bit off topic here, to NBA being the number one searched thing in Australia this what? year. Do people want to see some Farku highlights? Is that what it is? I don't know, but you, you, you saw that, right? You saw that Google released their annual thing of the most searched things across the world this year. And in yeah. Australia... NBA, those three letters, was yeah. number one. Was that me trying to get onto NBA.com when the internet kept cutting out that time? Could that <laughs> have know, affected like, it? You're Optus, always on the NBA. Thank you, Optus you're Vision. On it, I know. Optus, terrible internet supply. I couldn't believe it. Is there no longer a sponsor? No, no. That was my personal internet, and oh, it right, did yeah. not go well, the NBA. They didn't pay the um, apparent the fees to get it through Singapore. Someone told me. I don't know. So about that, how they work there that out is they compare the NBA searches from the previous year to this year. Mm. Right? So something like COVID that would have been searched a lot last year and this year also. Right. But the NBA has had the biggest jump. Really. And when I talk to the kiddies at school, everyone's got an NBA team. They all watch it. And they love watching highlights. Mm. They said, did you see that dunk? Did you see that pass? Did you see this? Did you see that? And the NBA is just perfect for that. Yeah. So I wonder if there's a kid somewhere looking up Farku stuff. Well, you okay, know, let's take it a step further. How do this, does this align with the reduction in the numbers of listeners that are listening to this show, either live or via podcast? It just well, because they're, they're jumping We're... on to look at some highlights. Oh, okay. Yeah, so they're going straight from our show into look, highlights look, and never coming back. I will hear your your description of Farku's beautiful play, but as well as you put it, you know, the, the picture that you paint, I don't know if it can compare to actually seeing it, you know. Hey, I'll tell you something. That um, Jokic ejection... He yeah. was probably hit in the face three or four times leading Not into that, and it wasn't called. And Not he, just the face as well, I saw. Yeah, it was terrible. He, he was like The refereeing was terrible. The other thing is, straight after he got ejected, Jeff Green had a little tanty with the uh, officials as well. So I think he threw a little bit of weight behind that too. It was He was giving them gobful. It was good. You got to be happy with how they're playing, despite having you know, two stars out of the team. They're, they're still well, chugging along. Who are the two that are out in your team? Yeah, I thought you'd be all over this, Matty. No, I am, but I'm wondering why it's only two in your eyes. Keep going. Well, you've got MPJ. Yeah, and you've got you know your superstar guard, Jamal Murray. Jamal Murray. Yeah. So what about Barton being out and Dozier being out? Well, that's what I'm saying. You guys are doing well despite having some setbacks. Yeah. And and I saw somewhere, Maddie, you might know this off the top of your head, but there's some number, some metric uh, to do with efficiency and scoring, rebounding, and all this sort of stuff that Jokic this season is the only one to have ever gotten yeah. in the history of the NBA. Yeah. 
there's some sort of points, assists, yeah. um, rebound stat but it, that he's but got. It's also, no, but it's also efficiency and everything yeah. too, like how high he's shooting and all of those things and, you know. So he's keeping them afloat, that's for sure. Yeah. And he doesn't even get a mention in the – well, sometimes he gets a mention in the MVP thing just to be nice, but he's not even – the top five. He's not even considered – really as a legitimate option. Yeah. But you know what? The, the media would love it if Curry won this year. Oh, they'd love you know, that, it. That would they'd be... lap it up. Oh. I mean, that's why people are tuning in. They're, they're typing in NBA into their Google thing, you know? To watch they Curry see... highlights? They want, to, they want to hear about Curry. They want to watch Curry. Yeah. I, I could see I, that. I, I told you I saw Siv who might be the most stylish person I know, and he was wearing a curry shirt out, like out at a, a, a club. Really? He's wearing curry. That's terrible. So if, well, if Siv's wearing it, you know it must be on trend. Well, I feel sorry for him. He's obviously brainwashed. Well, he's wearing look, a jersey out. No, and not, not a jersey. A game. It was a T-shirt that says curry. And I said, hey, you know... You know, oh. is it good for an Indian person to be wearing curry? Like, you know. Oh, is that the joke? Sorry. Yeah, and he tried it. And he, sh- he was explaining it to me that it's Steph Curry. You know, it's his Steph Curry's logo uh, and all this sort of stuff. Come on, he's trying to get votes with the Indians. I, I see it. Yep. Yep. Good on you, Steph. That's what the <laughs> world needs. Um, <laughs> what did you see today? I'm looking at some of the games. You got to be happy with the Celtics beating the Bucks, one seventeen to one hundred three. Well, you know what, Maddie? This is Jalen uh, Jalen Brown's first game back in five games, and boy, did we need him! Oh, he carved it up. He brought it home strong. Did you see it? Did you yeah. see any? Of oh, it? didn't see the whole thing, but I watched the extended highlights. Yeah. Yeah. Well, this is what they did, which was interesting. Mm. They played through him. He would be the um, creator. Yeah. And he would flick it out to uh, Jason Tatum, who could knock down an uncontested three. He would put it up for Rob Williams to dunk it. He, he really played a real general sort of um, orchestration of this uh, of this game. And, and the way that he started, Smart kept it going, and, and they just had a lot more balance to their attack, which is something they've missed. You know, in the last few weeks, I, I've said to you, Matty, that um, – you know, I wanted the Celtics to pass it more. Well, they've listened. They are passing it more. They are getting open shots, but they just can't knock them down. Yeah. I think I think they've got the, the fourth most open uh, three-point shots in the league generated, and they've got about the 30th of actually knocking them down. But today, they went down, and um, they played really, really well. So does this sort of re I don't know, realign the... League this win over the Bucks does it sort of make people think? Mm, okay, maybe well, the Bucks aren't so good, or maybe the Celtics are better than what their fourteen win loss ratio. Well, I don't know what you think, Manny, but I've seen a lot of games where maybe teams that are expected to win just don't have it some nights. No, like we had a we had a couple of really really bad losses in a row. We lost to. The Clippers without Paul George and Kawhi, and then we back it up by playing the Suns with no Booker and no Aiton, and we got we got it handed to us both games, and we just came out flat and we just couldn't get it going. 
And I just wonder, you know, sometimes as good as the Bucks are, you know, um, just they're going to have nights. some stretches where they're just knocking stuff down, you know? Yeah. And and, uh, and so, like, looking at the stats and you're looking at sort of the points, Middleton, four? 23? Yeah, Middleton, he what went happened? off with a, a knee injury. Um, right partway through the game. So yeah. that's why his numbers were a bit low and his minutes were low that game. Drew Holiday um, with 20, he must have went all right. Um, he looked all right on the extended so, highlights. So what was happening was that Giannis, in the beginning, was really generating a lot of great looks for the Bucks, and they were knocking them down in the early part of the game. And then, you know, their shots just weren't falling after a while. And, and we were playing a coverage where it was just Horford on him and we started to close out on all those shooters a lot better and it actually frustrated um, Giannis like Giannis didn't get it all his way like as difficult as Horford has it sometimes when his shot isn't falling and all of that he does still have you know a strong um, body athletic and he can sort of cause a few problems for Giannis he can't completely shut him down but it, it does give him a little bit more to think about yeah, well, I just think that if you think of the Celtics and you think of them in one week or two week blocks, to me they're like hot and cold. That's but if right. but yeah. if you look at them over the course of a season, they're putting something together. And well, and injuries, players not being in, bad runs of games, you know, in terms of schedule, they've all played their part. But when they decide to play. They're not too bad. I saw a stat, Maddie, that they looked at the last 180 Boston Celtics games. Right? There's a few seasons, and even over a few seasons, we're still at 50%, you know? So, that, so you're right. We are hot and cold. On the right night, though, we can play very well. So I still am optimistic they'll be in the top six although I'm finding it harder to think which team won't be. And when we get to the playoffs, I do think we can give a team a run, yeah. you know, and if we a couple of things come together, you know, we can win a series. Yeah, and you could win a series. And then once you've won that series, who knows what the other team has given to get to that place to play against you. So yep. winning a conference... And a final series is almost a war of attrition, and when you've got a deep team, you want to you don't mind being in those wars. You know, you give yourself a better yeah. chance in a team that's you know very short, very yeah. short. You know, I still think there's some moves to make. I, I don't expect Schroeder to stay on the team this year. I think he will be packaged with some other things to bring something else in. We know that Schroeder can't be re-signed next year. And they might as well try and get something while they can. And, um, you know, I'm interested to see what the Celtics do. But I do think... I tell you, I would not like them not having Schroeder there. I think I think they need to go as hard as they can to win this year because they got a, they got a team that on their day can win. And as we just said, you could see a future, albeit a slim one in terms of possibility, where Celtics win the championship this year. Don't mess with the team. You tinker with it. You know, you've got a chance now. Ride that chance. I, I don't like the idea of mixing it up for them. Well, 
Schroeder, like if Jalen Brown is playing, you don't need Schroeder as much. Like Schroeder's a creator, but he's a creator that's got one move. Today, for example, he didn't have the best game and he hasn't had a very Dude, good um, hey, road listen, trip. Two two weeks ago, you're talking about how he was probably the pickup of the season. Yeah, he like, was. Come on. But, but, but what I'm saying is, while he is where he's at, mm. he might have some interest. Now, look, the Celtics have a history, Matty. You look at, you go back through it. Kyrie mm. Irving, he yeah, goes for no, nothing. You have Gordon a history. You have nothing. a history of fifty percent. That's what you just no, said. No, no, I'm saying of losing good players for nothing. Yes, well, we've done it for so long now. We had such a deep, strong team about three years ago. Everybody's left for nothing, and the Celtics fans are sick of that. We want something in return for these guys leaving. There's no way he's sticking around. Yeah, but hang so on. Yeah, but hang on. Hang on. Hang on. Hang on. You did nothing. He came to you. You didn't foster him. You didn't take on a bad contract. He came to you. I'm talking about letting talent walk for nothing. That's well, what I'm talking about. Yeah. Well, I don't, he, came, or... he walked into your door, said, I'll yeah. give you a year. I want to boost up my price. And then you guys trade him. That's why yeah. people don't want to play for you. No, they unless he wanted to, to go, because... unless he wanted to go, if he doesn't want to go, that's a bad move for the front office. Sorry, mate. You're wrong. No, nah, I don't agree. I reckon I reckon that's all uh, bullshit, this uh, players that want to play. We've had heaps of free agents come to us. Almost every year we get another free agent. Yeah, and you're 500. Yeah. Yeah. But that's not that's not that fault. No. Nah. We let them walk for nothing. That's the fault. All oh, right. These have all decided. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, fair enough. Uh, oh, what about this? The Cavaliers beating the Heat, 105-94 today. I actually wanted to talk about the Cavaliers because I heard a very interesting stat yesterday. Mm. Out of all the teams, the Cavaliers have played the hardest schedule. No way. They have. They've played, <laughs> they've played um, the most teams that are like playoff contention teams and everything like that out of everybody. Wow. And they've lost a lot of close games too. These guys could be up winning, you know, 20, 22 games at this point. They're, so they're sitting in at, I think, third on the ladder from memory. And I don't see Fourth. them yeah. missing out. They're going to be one of those teams right up there. Yeah. You could argue at the moment, they're the most informed team in the East. Yeah, they're looking good. Uh, and they've had guys out. So they've had yeah. guys out, and now they've lost their um, starting point guard, Sexton, and Garland's in. Yeah. And I like Garland. I actually... I yeah, you do? Yeah. yeah. And it's something about a scoring uh, guard uh, and a guard who can get his own shot. I like it. Uh, we've also seen Okoro do well. Allen, Allen's owning the thing. Yeah. Markinen, come on. You got you talked him up as being probably the worst buyer of the season. Did, you can make an argument well, he's in the top 10 buyers of the season, top five. Well, I mean, what they've done is they've, they've put him at, and who would have thought this, they've put him at small forward, a seven-footer. Yeah. Right? And so they got this behemoth front line 
really anchored by Jared Allen. Yes. But the guy that sort of plugs in all the gaps is their rookie, Mobley. Uh, Evan Mobley, yeah. who I think I'm about as excited as about him as any rookie I've seen in a while. Yeah. Um, he Can I just say, he's the bowl bowl that actually turned out to be what Namut bowl could have. Yeah. yeah. He, and and I, I heard a story about him too, was that when he played in summer league, he got pushed around a little bit. Did he? You know, because he's a bit skinny. Yeah. And um, he actually contacted the team himself and said, what do I need to do? Can you send people to me? Get me, you know, because that was still during a bit of a lockdown kind of thing. And so he showed the impetus and he was the one that made, you know, the moves to, you know, let's get me back on track. Let's, oh, let's like get that. me my body going. And he put in the work and I'll tell you what, they look terrific. Yeah. So, and the other guy, and I know you, you touched on him, but boy, oh boy, how good has Jared Allen been? I mean, he... Oh. He's easily the second best center in the East. There's no doubt about that. And the thing he's uh, got a he's got a commanding presence. You know, like yeah. uh, no one's scoring anything around those two. Like yeah. they they stop everything, or people are afraid to drive it in against them too. He scored 17 today. Uh, yeah. But and Alan, you know, people were saying, why would you pay him? Yeah. And draft Moby and. Get marketing. It doesn't make sense. Yeah. Doesn't make sense now. Well well now you look at Mobley and he's really not a center, is he? He is a power forward. He yeah. is a guy that can cover everything and he can play on the perimeter and all of that. Yeah. And if he was their center, you know, at ninety seven kilograms, yeah. He wouldn't be as effective. Nah. So now you've got Jared Allen who's, you know, cleaning up everything inside his He's, he's getting these dunks and everything in. He's playing great positional ball. Yeah. And then you've got Evan Mobley, and he's just you can just pass in the ball. The guy's going to get a shot. You know, he, he can he can post up, he can shoot, he can make his own shot, yeah. he can pass the ball. He's just a revelation. So those three guys, Matty, of Jared Allen, Evan Mobley, and then their um, superstar um, point guard, um, Darius Garland, but as a trio of young blokes – all under the age of 24 or 22 or something, that's a pretty good core to go with, isn't it? Like, And then you got Kevin Love and Ricky Rubio there tying the yes. locker room together. Like, Kevin Love carved up today, scored 23. Does Kevin Love have any beef with the Heat? I don't think so. With, you know, the LeBron connection or anything like that? Oh look, you know, there might be something. Oh look, I'm just I'm just happy for him that he, he's got a good game there. And he has played well. He's the yeah. first big man off the bench for them. And yes. because the other guys are so good defensively, it takes pressure off Kevin Love yeah. to just play his natural game of yeah. either shooting threes or if the guy's too small on him, he can take him down low and big he can time. go to work. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, he's doing well. Uh, but yeah, you, you mentioned Rubio. Yeah. He's a great pickup for them. He's exactly oh, what they needed. Yeah, a guy like um, Sexton. The knock on him is he's a bit. He plays with blinkers on a little bit. He he just wants to score himself. And a guy like Rubio can come in and just sort of command the ball where everybody's getting their shot, you know, and everybody feels part of it. And and it does make you think now. 
well, what do they end up going to do with Colin Sexton? Because they don't need him. They don't need him yeah. to be. I reckon a star he's available. Guard. I reckon he's available. He is. Uh, the best. The best he can do would be a great backup. I think for them. But I don't know if he would be wanting to to do a role well, like that. The thing is, though, do they hang on to him running into the finals, or you know, what's his injury like? Is he likely to play again this year, Wait. or? I think I heard he's out for the season. Well, what? Either you believe in him long term as a player, or you don't. If yeah, they, look, I don't. If think they do, so. they hang on to him. If they don't, they trade him. You know, but to get someone who can play now, if they think, yeah, but like those can, other can they? Three. Okay, Oracle. Po- highly possible they could win their first round in the East. Yeah. Could they win two rounds in a row? I don't know. Like. Um... I think the the knock against them would be you usually have to have a little bit of um, experience in these kinds of situations, and yeah. their their core is very very young. And I don't Rubio know Rubio, and love. yeah, but Rubio he's got a lot of great international experience, but NBA playoffs love. not really. Love's been there. Well, Love's been there, um, but Love played pretty much as a you know a standstill shooter. He didn't really do that much. Uh, in the end of it all, and uh, look, yeah, may, maybe, maybe, but you know, I think it'll be tough for them to get through two rounds. But I'm very, very excited by it for them, and and I actually think, you know, how, you know, I've got on the Grizzlies early, and um, we're all sort of got yeah. Grizzlies as our second team. I tell you what, these Cavs, they they're right up there for me. I, I don't mind checking out their games after I've seen a Celtics game and just see what they do because. They're so different, you know. No yeah. one plays like them. Yeah. And um, and I love seeing three seven footers on the court. You know, I when too. everyone else is playing small ball. Yeah, I do too. They they are turning a glitch bitch league into a hey, your glitch don't work here. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. So I like yeah. it. Um, the Heat weren't that impressive. Uh, Tucker. Scored 23, 22 yeah. to Lowry. I'm thinking, if you've got to rely on Tucker to get a nah, lot of points, a bit nah, of trouble, aren't you? Forget about it. Um, well, look, they are they are suffering with a lot of players out right now. Mm. And um, look, if, they, if they're going to have this sort of issue, look, if you remember, I did say that I was a bit worried about their depth and stuff at the start of the year. Um, I, I still that. think they've got... They've still got a lot to offer, but gee whiz, you know, if they don't start putting it together soon, they're going to sort of find themselves in a bit of trouble because the Celtics are coming. Yeah. And, yeah. Uh, you know, their position is precarious there. They're not going to overtake, um, in my opinion, the Cavs anymore. The Cavs are there. And if you say that the Sixers are there, well, hey, what's going to happen with the Heat? Yeah. Uh, don't know. The other team that... I wonder about, like, is the 76ers. The Heat and the 76ers. I think the Cavs are going to look good. I'm a little worried about the 76ers. If you're just looking at the Eastern Conference, you know, Boston, Toronto, Atlanta, New York, Washington, although they got beat by the Nuggets today, Charlotte. There's a lot of teams there that can win games. Yeah. Indiana just missed out today. Orlando looked good for, you know, I'm just saying. it, It is... That five to ten area, those five teams, oh, Quite. that's a shark tank. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's what I'm saying. Like if, they, if they 
take the foot off the gas a little bit here, mm. you know, it, it might be hard for them to come back. You mm. know, like I think Bam's going to be out for quite a while. What's wrong with Bam? Oh, I'm not too sure. I, I don't know what it is, but I know it's a, a longer-term injury and they're going to be without him for a while. Yeah, okay. A, and look, they don't have a lot of size, you know, off the bench there, you know, and um, they're going to be asking a lot of Lowry, who's what, 35, 36 to sort of keep the ship afloat. And, you know, it's a, it's a it's a tall order for an old bloke like him. Yeah, exactly. Another game I caught today, uh, the Pacers against the Warriors, 102-100 to the Warriors. Uh, and, the, and in the highlights I was watching, it was crazy. Um, Curry needs two more threes to overtake uh, Ray Allen after yep. the Warriors beat the Pacers is the headline. And I'm like, well, okay. They in the replays they're showing like Curry's. Uh, he needed like five or six threes to the game. Yeah, one from five, two from five, and they covered up the whole score and all that sort of stuff off oh. the highlight. And I'm thinking, come on, man, I want to see what the score is when he hit the three, you know, yep. and and what the um, shot clock was and stuff like that. And I'm thinking, why do they cover all that up uh, when I'm trying to see a replay of what happened and they're hiding information. Have you ever noticed that? Look, not so much. Like, I have seen them try some different things when they had, like, a Marvel game, you know, when they've had these other other sorts of style mm. of broadcasting. I guess, look, these are the days when um, NBA's competing with NFL and they do anything to sort of boost some interest in the league and looks like Curry's the flavour of the month. And he didn't play that well. They just, you know, the Warriors just beat the Pacers, the unbeatable Warriors. Mm. Now, with the they MVP. Have lost a bit. They, have, yeah, they have sputtered along a little bit, haven't they, the last you know, week or so, don't Come you think? Come on. Like, if you're the MVP playing for the unbeatable Warriors, like, they had a good run leading up to now. They struggled to beat the bloody Pacers. Yeah, and look, the Pacers have not impressed me at all this year. So if they're struggling there, but like as I said, you know, you're going to have these games where it's just hard to to get up. And if you think about it, if the whole media and, and all the attention's just about some bloke hitting threes, well, you know, is Andrew Wiggins going to get up for the game? Is uh, you know Jordan Poole going to care? Yeah. yeah, you know, they're, they're just a sideshow, like. They're not even showing the score. All they care about is Curry. So, yeah. you know, I, I, remember, I can see why they have a bit of a letdown. Oracle, I remember um, Big Daz used to suffer from that a bit where I used to get all the accolades from the coach and other players in the team <laughs> and he used to get quite down about that and not perform in the games. Yeah, I, I can see that. Mm. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, what about the Grizzlies? Over the 76ers, yeah. 126-91. to 91. Do the bloody 76ers rate themselves as a championship team this year? Well, listen, I, I had a look at the box score because that was a, a surprising result to, yeah. to be beaten by that much. And I see Embiid was out with sore ribs. And Seth Curry <laughs> didn't play either. Yeah, but it wasn't like, you know, cracked ribs no. or it was just sore. Yeah. <laughs> Think about think about all the times, Maddie. You know, you had a you know backup in a game or whatever like yeah. that. You know, the coach is calling you on. You go, oh, you know what? I've got a sore arm or something yeah. like that. You know, look, 
I heard no, no. I heard one of the flight attendants of the flight he was on said that they think they saw he fell asleep leaning on a book, <laughs> and the book was wedged in some okay. sort of weird angle. That and do he it. fell asleep. Well, he's seven foot man. He's a big man. That is, yeah, but listen, he does not want to go up against a guy like Stephen Adams. You don't reckon? Well, listen. You said you said to me that whenever he's up against Jokic, he goes missing. He does. Yeah, he does. He doesn't like – he likes roughing up the smaller blokes. He does, actually. Yeah. Right? He likes picking on little blokes. He and, likes you know, He likes sort of playing against pumped-up power forwards. That's right. Yeah. yeah. But, you know, Stephen Adams is in town. Oh, you know, my ribs, ooh, a bit sore today. Honestly, I heard he fell asleep funny on a book on a flight. He was reading. <laughs> Well, I'll tell you what, you wouldn't want to be doing that and then backing it up with a Stephen Adams game. So maybe he did the he did the smart thing. Feel sorry there. for him. Yeah. Uh, so another game that sort of jumped out at hey, me. Oh, hang on, Matt, yeah, before we go on. If it came down to people start talking about Embiid MVP, you know how that sometimes happens? What? Yeah. No, no, you know how it sometimes yeah, happens. Yeah, yeah. When he gets carried. Do you yep. think do you think some of these uh, you know, national Reporters that were going to go, are you going to give it to a guy who has sore ribs and couldn't play against Stephen Adams because he was worried about his sore ribs? Like, do you think think they'll remember this? No, no, no. Hey, they'll just show a dunk or whatever of his and go, oh, Embiid, Embiid, <laughs> unstoppable, getting it done. No, look, Oracle, by you bringing it up in the show and the show being broadcast uh, over Spotify as a podcast. Mm. Uh, it'll be there forever, you know, and your thoughts will be known to the universe. So well done. Um, congratulations. So uh, the Rockets beating the Hawks, that was a little surprise to me for the Eastern Conference. Oh, yeah. Um, I, I just, darlings, but, the Hawks. Yes, yes. And and I, I wanted to give just a quick shout-out to the Grizzlies who've done it all without superstar Ja Morant. They actually... Uh, the hottest team in the NBA right now, their streak is something like nine and one or so, something something huge. And they've done it all without Ja Morant. They have gone from one of the worst defenses in the league to being at the very, very top of the league. And yeah, shout out to the Grizzlies who've, you know, put a lot of guys that don't always start and they've come out and they've played hard and they've got the win. So yeah. Shout out to them, Matty. I just wanted a quick one there. You know, I like Dylan Brooks. Yeah. He, he was out for a while too. He's just yeah. come back. He plays a lot like me, I reckon. Um, you, got, you got the same swagger. Yeah. Yeah. That, uh, that no back down from anybody, you know, even you know, if, even if your ribs are a little sore. Yeah. I've played with sore ribs before. Yeah. Yeah, of course. Um, Who has? Rockets. Yes. Stage a huge fourth quarter rally to edge past the Hawks. Mm. 132 to 126. Uh, that's reasonably convincing. The Hawks gave up in the end. Yeah. Like, what is going on with the Hawks, Matty? But well, they're not, you, not beating your bloke, the Rockets. Your bloke, Trey Young, has been sensational through this whole stretch. And again today, he had another Scored great 41. game. 41. Yeah. With a plus four. So, 
But like you can see his numbers there, fourteen from twenty-two. Like the, the guy was on fire. Yeah, John assists. Like John Collins yeah. got fourteen, but I've seen John Collins get twenty-five. You know, like yeah, but I'm not talking about just this game. Like this mm. whole malaise of the Hawks, Maddie. Yeah, a team that people were thinking, okay, they could be. Yeah, they could be an outsider to win it. Yeah, so we talked about them maybe looking at a trade. I heard, um, who was it from? Might have been um, the dunked on guys, and they were talking about the rumors circulating about Cam Reddish. Oh, really? They might be looking to offload him just for a pick because they can't fit everybody in, and too many minutes. He's going to want his money. Um, gosh, if that's their only solution is to offload players, I, I don't know. Who 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 would you give up to get Cam Reddish? As no, they're saying just for a pick, mate. Now, who would you would you give up a pick for him? The Celtics. Well, look, I think we've sort of got young wings that aren't performing that great already. Like, I don't think the Celtics are the team that after maybe a team that's sort of short on wings, like the Cleveland Cavaliers. You know, they've only really got Isaac Coro. So, hang on. Oh, are you telling me if the Nuggets gave up a second rounder? They could have no first round. Yeah, that's what they're after. <sighs> he's not so a bad he, player. He shoots, he's he shoots thirty-seven percent from three, Maddie, mm. and he's a good defender. That's really what he is. He's a terrible two-point scorer. Mm. Um, can so he dunk? He, he can dunk it. Yeah. Can he dunk um, in traffic? I think I've seen him do that. Yeah. Okay. So, so he's tough enough. Nuggets might have a bit of a sniff. He's tough enough. I don't know. I don't know. Like he's on a he's on a team that's losing, and they're looking to offload him, so he can't be. How would he go? Know. How would he go in the Nuggets lineup on the second team? He could do worse. How tall is he? Six eight. Yeah. Oh, we'll see. We got a few six eight guys. You know, at the moment, six eight, but six nine. But he's a six eight guy that's more like a guard, small forward type. You know, he's not like big enough like a Gordon. Yeah. So who are you gonna, who are you going to drop out of the? You know, you're going to lose Bones. You're going to lose Compasso. Didn't you just Didn't you just tell me that you got half your team out and Barton's out and everything yeah, like that? Don't you don't think there's a spot sneak, for him there? Don't know if I could maybe sneak him in in small forward position. But oh, I don't know. Maybe, maybe I'd be open to that. Actually, I probably would. I'd roll the dice. I'd, I'd actually give up. You know what I'd give up? Bowl, bowl. I'd, I'd give up bowl, bowl in a second rounder. You've been shopping bowl, bowl in a second rounder for years. Yeah, I'd give it up <laughs> for Cam Reddish. Is that oh. a big call? Oh, good luck. Good luck getting that deal happening. Hey. Yeah, Bob I'll just need some time. Um, so the, the Hawks are the perfect team to give him time. Exactly. Uh, okay, so... Um, Phil- but, Matty, yeah. just a quick word on the Rockets. They've been one oh, yeah. of the better performers as well, surprisingly. They, they have a record of something like 15 losses in a row, followed by, I think it was six wins or seven wins in a row. So they're talking that- about Eric Gordon being... A possible addition to a team for a draft pick. Yeah. Uh, who you know would anyone be after him that you can think of? Look, I think so because he's a he's a veteran. He can 
defends stronger, bigger today. players. Um, and on any night, he could go off from three, and he did tonight. Um, but, yeah, like he's, he's a veteran. He can come in and, and he can, uh, you know, make some impact. I, I like him as a player. I wouldn't give up too much. But, you know, those teams that are in contention, you know, everyone's looking for more wings and more shooting, and he can give that. What about um, uh, DJ Augustine getting six from seven three-pointers uh, at 85.5%? Wow. Uh, <laughs> Come on, uh, man. That's that, amazing. That, that's why, like, everyone should be able to find, like, a backup point guard because there's guys like these around, you know? Yeah. Guys that can come in and, and score some points and stuff. You know, I'm lucky. So, I'm lucky to shoot eighty-seven percent from the free throw line. I reckon even that, you know, that dotted line in front of that, Maddie. <laughs> you know that that circle. Yeah. I reckon he'd be lucky to get eighty-seven percent from there. Just saying. I reckon free. Well, depends on the day and how windy it is because they're all outdoor courts up here. It's a so what, huge what's leveler. Happen- yeah. Well, you know, but you you can go on a streak. I've seen it. Yeah. So the big change, Matty, has been that Christian Wood has been playing centre. And just Tice around, has been benched. And Tice has been benched. Yeah, That's I right. noticed so that. that. That double big lineup that a lot of teams play mm. um, really do inhibit drives. And that spacing for like a guy like Wood to be able to you know, roll to the rim and stuff like that, all that's negated when you've got another big guy there. Yeah, and just by spreading the floor and spacing it out and giving that guy some space, he's actually played really, really well. So, he didn't have like the greatest game today. So what's Tice like from the wing as a three-point shooter? He can't hit that shot. Yeah, but he's not he's not consistent enough with it. You know, he he does take up space because you know he wants to get the rebound and all this sort of stuff. And you don't want a guy like Tice chasing around like a younger bloke uh, trying yeah. to hit threes and stuff. So Christian Wood's able to play his game. And if you remember when he was at Detroit, he was a guy that was um, talked about as a possible all-star and stuff. And yeah. since he's come up to the Rockets, that just hasn't happened. But putting the right sort of uh, spacing around him, he's starting to show what he can do again. Well, and Daniel Tice, like the Rockets paid him reasonably big money to hang around. I don't think they're going to – if they're going to sit him and he's not part of their plans, I think they're going to move him, surely. yeah. Some, there was some speculation that Tice had an agreement to sign while they still had James Harden there. And once that all happened and everything, people sort of thought it was a bit strange that you're bringing in a guy for this money when you've got all these young blokes there. And so maybe he was like on the wrong team. You know, he was brought in for a different kind of a role, but that's not there anymore. Yeah, okay. Uh, what about the Suns Clippers? Did you catch any of that today? I didn't, but I, I did watch both the Clippers and the Suns this week. Yeah. And you have to remember that the Suns are playing without Booker and without Aiton. Well, I watched a. Uh, do you want to talk a bit about the Clippers then? Because I watched one of their games and have a few little things to yeah. say. So, do you want to. I watched the Clippers well, versus Magic. Uh, well, it, look, can look. I just say, Oracle, before you get into it, yeah. Clippers, Magic, who else would have anything. Uh, on their mind other than Isaiah Hartenstein versus Gary Harris. (laughs) The two ex-Nuggets players coming together. Yeah. And bringing the the best take on the magic as well. Oh, I'll tell you what. Hartenstein's playing all right. Hartenstein's playing all right. Harris is defending, but he's not doing much other than that. They reckon he's a locker room guy there. 
Um, yeah, so that's the last that's the last vestige for an NBA player is, just to be it? a locker room yeah, guy. Locker room guy. Um, um, yeah, but Hartenstein, I, I saw that Coach Tyron Liu was talking about him after the game about yeah. the energy he brings and the vision, the passing. He's bringing a lot to the table for the Clippers. So what they said in the game was they said that the impact of Hartenstein has been measurable and they actually can't afford to keep him out of the lineup. As a centre, when this whole small ball thing is an op- an option, that's what you want to hear, surely. Yeah. And uh, if you recall, Matty, I was saying to you a couple of weeks ago, I think, about them looking to maybe insert Hartenstein into the starting lineup that he was playing so well uh, and letting him play over Zubac. And you didn't really like that. You thought that uh, Hartenstein didn't really have it as a starter, but he's proving to, to keep that form going. I like Hartenstein playing with the second team, playing against a, sm- a smaller or less good big and being able to fight for offensive boards, re- you know, all rebounds, follow the um, guy going to the rim for the putback, playing strong. I-, I-, I like him in that role. As a starter, I don't know. I don't, I don't think he's a starter mm. in a championship team um, by any means. Uh, maybe one day. I don't know. Well, I got I got one thing on the Clippers, mm. and it was when we we played them. The Celtics played them, and um, there was a one Brandon Boston came off the bench for the Clippers. Now this bloke, up until this point, a mm-hmm. rookie, only hit eighteen of his forty nine shots in the NBA. I'm right, just playing spot minutes, playing a bit of G League. Eighteen of forty nine is not that bad for your first fifty shots. Yeah, but it's 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 okay. Yeah, yeah. But he's playing like garbage minutes and stuff like that. Anyway, yeah. Paul George is out as well, and the Clippers are you know a little bit desperate, so they bring in Brandon Boston. The dude was on fire really? all game. He got twenty seven points, and he missed one shot the entire game. Picked up four steals, blocked shots, got assists. The guy was everywhere. He was getting standing ovations. Brandon Boston, right? And it turns out, like, because you know, of his name, uh, you know, he wanted to play for the Celtics. Uh, and fans, when he was drafted, fans called to get this guy. They wanted Boston on their jersey, you know, yeah. to, to get the yeah. Boston. I remember, front and you, the back. I remember you mentioned him. Yeah, and um, you know, Celtics didn't make a play for him, and he comes out and destroys us. He he won the game. This guy, this guy is this second-round pick, hardly ever played, comes in and has the game of his life and good on him. And not only that, Matty, he was taking Marcus Smart one-on-one and then trash-talking Marcus Smart when he dunks on him. Ooh. It was unbelievable. I wouldn't he, be he trash. Got a tech. No, I wouldn't he got be tra- a tech for a taunting tech. after a dunk at Marcus yeah. Smart. Like, who does that? I Which wouldn't do that. Which little skinny kid comes in and wants to have a go at Marcus Smart? Yeah, as if he would. Well, maybe he's thought he's going to get protected by someone. I don't know. Um, so Marcus Morris Senior. Maybe. Uh, Reggie Jackson I want to talk about with the Clippers. Yep. He hit three big shots um, in three minutes in one part of the game, sort of early on. Um, Luke Kennard was hitting some early shots. Uh, Zubac uh, had you know moments, let's call it. 
But uh, Reggie Jackson was, you know, doing some pretty good things. And with the scores locked at 96 all, with, you know, three and a half, four minutes to go, Reggie Jackson put the accelerator down against the Magic, hit three shots in a row, then Canard hits another shot, then Zubach, you know, did a few things, and they won reasonably comfortably. But Reggie Jackson's looking good to me. Oracle. Yeah, look, he is um, a Boston boy, and no way. Yeah, he played in Boston College, as you know, and oh. um, well, they they had a nickname. Hey, man, for was him. he born in Boston oh, yeah, right. or was he? Did he just go to college there? Yeah, but that's usually like most of the players that don't, you know, travel across the country to to get to their uni, unless it's like Kentucky or something like that. Um, okay, but but anyway, they call him. Um, uh, Mr. Accessory. Oh, jeez. He's got our younger got, brother Adam has been accused of that sometimes. He's got, where he's got he's, the glasses. Yeah. He's got the headband. He's got the yes, the t-shirt. He's got the yes. sleeves, both yes. arms, sleeves on the legs. Yeah. He's got uh, wristbands. He's got it all. Yes. Any accessory you want, he's got it. There was a guy in the game against the Magic who was wearing glasses. And a fair few sweatbands as well. Um, anyway, it's so sort of like if you created a player when you're playing that NBA yeah, 2K, yeah. you just put all the stuff on exactly. Him, you know? Yeah, got Reggie Jackson. There was um, with 104, 106 to go, with two point. Um, so 104, 106 with the scores when it was just over two seconds to go, and Reggie Jackson. Um, downs like a step back, shake and bake type two pointer. Um, yep. Put the team ahead. Uh, it was amazing, really. Like he sort of counted the um, counter down, left him two seconds or whatever. You know, the leaving the opposition not really much time to do anything. The magic, but Jackson just hit this shake and bake two pointer. Ice is a game. Um, Ross yeah. misses a three-pointer attempt to win the game. And I thought to myself, you know what? Clippers, okay, they only beat the Magic, but they it was a game that was tight and the game was on the line and they rose to the occasion and Reggie yep. hit the big shot. So there's something to be said about that. Do you remember, Matty, when he made a name for himself at the Thunder? Do you remember that? Yeah, I think I'll do a little bit. So so he was on the same team as Russell Westbrook, um, uh, Kevin Durant, and yes. um, the Beard. And Reggie Jackson will come in in the fourth quarter with those uh, guys on the court. And he was hitting shots. He was hitting big shots over them, right? And... He ended up getting a big contract, a max deal with the uh, Pistons and then injuries and whatnot, you know, happened to him and his career looked over. And that's when he went back to the Clippers on a, on a minimum deal. He's sort of reviving some of these um, exploits he had when he was with all these big stars and he was hitting the big shot. So, you know, he's got it in him. Yeah, well. It's just been a long time coming. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I've got another game I wouldn't mind talking about was the Nuggets Spurs 2. So the Nuggets at the end of their road trip um, played against, uh, had like a double header type thing against the Spurs. So they played an Eastern oh, yeah. Conference run and then played two games a day apart. 
in... You like those doubleheader against the same team? Well, like I that? do actually because um, what they said was the end of the run was it meant that they weren't travelling the day after a game every game. They actually got a chance to stay a day in an away location and it helped it gave them a training session and and it was good for them to sort of like not have to travel. Yep. So, uh, and they lost the first game and won the second game, which makes me think, okay, good for the Nuggets. Um, get a chance to stop at the end of a, an away run. Uh, I uh, really liked the game. Jokic was in command pretty much the whole time. Yep. Um, Dave on Reed was in for Barton, who was injured. Dave on Reed's on a 10-day th- contract, and he came in and, uh, was starting. Um, wow. That, Zach Collins was on the sideline looking a million dollars. His latest wait. stylist Hold on. had him he on point. He wasn't suited point. up to play at all? No, no, no. But he was on point. Um, definitely on trend. Whoever his stylist is over there have him looking yeah. great. Oh, yeah. um, he, he's got, he employs the best people. Yeah. He's got an answer. Yes, yes. You'd need a team. Like some people have a team of coaches, you know, working on your game, but he's got a team of people working on his look. Stylist. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, Derek White played well for the Spurs in the two game series. He's a Colorado native. Uh, interesting looking guy, but um, yeah, can, can get a shot. Um, I, he looks like he's a badass too. I was watching this Davon Reed guide who came in for Barton on the 10-day contract. He's 6'5", 210 pound, very smart player, chatty guy. I like him. I think we need it. With all the guys we've got injured, having a 6'5 guy out there who's a smart guy who can defend, talks on D, makes the right pass. You know, you almost need one of them in your rotation, Oracle. Yeah. Can, can he knock down a shot? He can, yeah. He's hit okay. a few shots. Uh, whether they be um, open shots or him um, taking a pump fake and driving in and either oh, finishing good. or passing to someone to finish. Is he an older player? Uh, he's, he, he's not young. I'd say he's one of those guys that's... Played a couple of rounds in the G League, got out of college. He might be like 24, 25, something like that, is the feeling I'm getting. Um, but so you Bone, he might have something there. Maybe. Bones and Howard off the bench, though. Uh, they put the Nuggets up to 72.56 at halftime. I think Bones and Howard hit like maybe four threes each or something like that out of, yeah. and at a high clip, you know, like 80%, yeah. something like that. It was, they were just on fire. Um. Yeah, it was good to see uh, the yeah. Nuggets beating the Spurs. I, in terms of looking at the you know the Western Conference, and I like we've talked a fair bit about the East of late. Can yeah. we jump into the West a little bit? Um, Warriors are you know ahead with a, a 0.185 win ratio uh, yeah. coming in first. Um, we got the Suns, the Jazz, the Grizzlies, the Clippers, the Lakers. The Mavericks, the Nuggets, the Timberwolves, mm. and the Blazers, followed yep. by the Kings, the Spurs, Rockets, OKC, and the Pelicans at last. Yeah. What? Who Come on, Oracle. Where do you want to go? Well, look, can I start off with the King? 
LeBron James, yes. the uh, one of the MVP front runners. No, he's not mentioned in the MVP race this year. Oracle. Oh, you, you got know to be that. joke. The King, he's no. not mentioned. No, not well, in, I got to say, in consideration. I have watched a little bit of Lakers recently, and I tell you what, the King has been turning it on. He he's played really, really well. He had a. He's coming back. Look, he. Look, he, he played against, I think it was um, the Magic, and he got a um, a triple-double there. And it was, you know, like one of those 30-odd point triple-doubles, you know, and he, he played really, really well. But moreover, I want to talk about how he played in the game against the Celtics, you know, the, the marquee matchup Celtics-Lakers. He played unbelievable. And all he was doing was he was hitting... You know, his turnaround two-point fadeaways and his, you know, three-pointers. He wasn't scoring that much inside, but he didn't miss. His passing was on point. And when he was off the court, the Lakers looked like they were in a little bit of trouble. Um, sometimes Westbrook could come save the day. Anthony Davis was rubbish, and he's continued to play very, very bad. So bad that um, even guys like... Uh, Charles Barkley. Charles Barkley. They stuck the boot in on him. Okay. I want to play with you. What would you give up for AD as a Celtic right now? Listen, he said that there's no way he'd ever play for the Celtics. So stuff him. I don't want him. You wouldn't even give up, you know, a benchy. I'm bringing a guy in who publicly comes out and says he, he will not play for the team, no matter what they offer. What happens if you've got some sort of new religious guru... And the guru said, hey, open your mind up to the world. And he had an epiphany and said, hey, I want to play for the Celtics. Listen, Celtics fans know how to hold a grudge, Matty. Oh, really? It's like that, is it? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, that's, it's not happening. You know what? Celtics are very territorial, right? You know, they're, not, they're not progressive or anything like that. Oracle. You know, a guy comes out, bags the team, yeah. bags the city, forget about him. He's gone. Oracle, that year they won... Uh, the bubble year where yeah. uh, they beat the Nuggets under, I reckon. Perfect for him, isn't it, the bubble? I, I reckon it was pretty unfair circumstances where Jokic was not getting a call when getting smashed yep. uh, by Dwight Howard and co. Uh, yep. You know, I, I think it was all set up for LeBron and, and AD, but yep. I don't think they have it. I, I can't see yeah. those two making it happen. Yep. LeBron's because a gun. Maybe it's all yeah. up to LeBron. He's In a the gun. games that I've watched, it's all him and Westbrook to a degree. Mm. But, but Davis, he's nowhere to be found. Yeah. All he's got is he's got when you know there's a turnover or there's you know a rebound or whatever. He sprints down the court. Someone you know throws him a long pass and he'll he'll get a dunk or whatever. And outside of that. There's not much happening for AD. You know, he, he can't hit a jumper at so all. So what are they going to do with him? I think they've got to put him on ice, and that's what they've done. Yeah. They've shut him down. They're going to give him some time to get over all his numerous injuries and see if that helps. Because mm. right now, he's not really helping the team. You know, he's out there. He's, he's, he's shaking his wrist. He's, uh, you know, got sore ribs. Yeah, you know he's got. All so he's these playing with he's sore ribs. It, you know he's playing with sore ribs. We <laughs> give him trying. that. Yeah, he, he's trying. Yeah, it's not working for him, Maddie. You know, and um, they're going to have to just 
go through putting, you know, Dwight Howard and all that yeah. in because, you know, Jordan and stuff, they haven't been playing him because they wanted to see more of AD playing the yeah, centre. Right, right. And he's just not handling hey, the, Oracle, the bumps and bruises game to game. Oracle, the Lakers are coming six, so give them a break. They were doing really poorly early in the season. The Warriors and the Suns. They've had the worst. Listen, they've had the easiest schedule by a long, long way. It's not even close. They're over 50%. Give them a chance. Uh, The Warriors and Suns, both streaming ahead of the competition with over 80% of the wins uh, against the teams they've played against. What are you liking there? Like, obviously, you've got some good uh, veterans. You got some good systems. They know what they're doing. They've been pretty lucky with injuries within the season. They've known what they've had coming up. You know, with the Warriors knowing that they're going to have some uh, an injection of talent mid-season. But what's happening there? Well, look. I guess with if I start with um, the Suns first, yeah. I've always liked their balance. I think that Mikael Bridges has really stepped up to be one of the premier defenders in the league and you know, we talk about guys like um uh, Gobert and even Draymond Green like but they're more centers when you're talking about guys that defend on the perimeter and can shut down their best player I think like he and Tybal are probably the two best now yeah um and so so he's really become a real weapon for them and I, and I love what McGee has brought to the team as well you know he's a guy that because of him, there's no let-up in their centre position. Whenever Aiton is off, you yes. know, they just go straight to him and they don't skip a beat. So the way that they play, their toughness, and you've got guys like Crowder and Paul and things who, who don't back down from anyone. And then, you know, you've got your, your, yeah. your superstar talent in Booker coming through and, and hitting that, the big shots. Oracle, just on that about um, McGee, the Nuggets actually tried the same thing last year with him and had him as their second centre. Mm-hmm. And Malone wouldn't play him. So Malone didn't think he was good enough. And now the Suns are playing him. And I think they're just playing him into some sort of form, knowing that when we tighten up our rotation, he won't be playing. But they may need him from time to time in the playoffs, and they just want to get him acclimatised and accustomed to his teammates. That's what I see happening with him. Uh, But, you know, go on, please go on about uh, the Suns because, you know, we haven't talked about the future Hall of Famer. We haven't talked about Devin Booker. So can you maybe give us a little bit of... Well, when, when the Celtics played the Suns and there was no Aiton and no Booker, yeah. well, Chris Paul just carved us up. Did I he? mean, every time he came down, he'd run a pick and roll or something like that, and he'd end up either taking one of those simple you know, free-throw line jumpers that he's famous for, or he's thrown a lob pass to McGee or out to one of the three-point shooters like Crowder or Bridges. And they were just like clockwork. They knew what they were doing. Defensively, they were strong. You know, I mean, all over the court, they, they just had us. And even if the Celtics went on a bit of a run or whatever, it never looked like we were going to win, despite them having two of their, you know, maybe three or four best players out. Yeah. So, so um, if they, you played they against them, a lot in that game. if you played against them, 
and you got through the Eastern Conference, how would you back yourself if they were, if you're fully manned and they're fully manned? It's a tough one. Look, I think they've got the best balance out of any team in the league. So, and that gets you through times when you know you maybe not you don't have it one night or there. You know, right? So that they get a lot of open looks every single time down, yeah. and um, they seem to have the shooters to be able to put the ball in. So, I really do like the Suns, and um, so far. They're my tip to get out of the West. Okay. And if a team like the Celtics would be scared, I actually wouldn't be surprised if most of the teams in the East were scared of the top two teams in the West this year. Uh, The other team, other than the Suns that they're scared of, obviously are the Warriors. What are you Mm. thinking there? Well, I still like them. I... um... We'll see what happens once, you know, um, they get a couple more players back because they still have room to improve, you know. Like, once they get a guy back, like, um, uh, who was that center that they got there? I can't remember his name now. Uh, What does he look like? Massive, massive guy. He he was picked number two in the draft. Not Moody. Kaminga. No, 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 he... The year before he was picked, it was Not picked Moody. over. Oh, the, yeah, he's been injured. Uh, yeah, well, look, he'll name. add something. Yeah, right. And Clay Thompson, he'll add something too. Yeah. Um, so potentially that they look like a powerhouse. Um, but just the style that they play, I think, is going to win them a lot of regular season games. But come playoff time, we'll, we'll see what happens there. But they struggled to beat the Pacers today, and. You know, it wasn't as if Steph Curry hitting three from 15 was that amazing. 33%. Uh, yep. Five from 15. I would hope yep. that if I was a career NBA shooter, you know, employed as a shooter, I could hit five from 15 every night. Yeah, but... You know that this guy, he is running all around the court to try and get just a glimpse at the hoop. Like yeah. This guy doesn't get any open shots. He's got to, yeah. you know, run maybe 50 meters to get a quick look and then yes. he's got to, like, turn around and throw it up. So Yes. I remember yeah. playing against you and Salak and Kevin Jans and all you that, guys. Actually, three you on know one that, against that's me. That's how Salak plays. Yeah, he just he never gets them in though. No, but he'll run around everywhere and just chuck it up. Now wherever, wherever he's got the ball, yeah, he'll turn around yeah. and he could be a halfway line. He'll turn around and throw it up. Yeah, hey, <laughs> Steph Curry, but he's never he never hit it ever once. So uh, Draymond um, chipped in with fifteen today. Um, Wiggins fifteen. I, I still think Wiggins will have moments in the playoffs this year, yeah. and I think that uh, he'll be seen as quite uh, um, a good uh, part of the team there. Yeah. Uh, the other thing I thought worth mentioning uh, in the uh, games, or, or at least, sorry, the um, Eastern Conference, uh, sorry, the Western Conference, were you look at the, um, the actual lineup of teams, uh, and you think, okay, the Jazz, yep. uh, they've got 19 wins, 7 losses. Yep. 
they're, they're looking good too. Almost seventy five percent. I yep. watched them in a game today. Yep. Um, this week. Yep. I, I'm just trying to look for my notes against who it was. Oh, here it was. It was against the, um, against Washington. And I kind of thought, I don't have a lot of confidence in the Jazz being good enough to win it this year. I didn't have a lot of confidence in them as a team to be the ones that are come, going to come out on top. I don't think they believe in themselves. I don't believe in them. I can't see it happening. Oracle? I think you're a bit harsh, Matty. You I can think, see um, them winning it all. Yeah, why not? They're not good enough. Well, says you. Oh, listen, they've been one of the most consistent teams in the last few years, and then regular season but, teams. Yeah, yeah, but hang on, hang on. Mm. And then we know that you know they have that wrinkle, or yes. that, that issue. They can't win where, the games on the line. They can't win. No, so I don't think it's that. I think it's that certain styles they have a bit more trouble against, right? Those those smaller, switchier teams seem to have an advantage over them mm. and they can play a guy like Gobert off the court. Yeah. And we know that this is their whole uh, mission this year is to to get something that they can go to in those kinds of moments. And um Look, I'm seeing some good stuff from them. I'm seeing them. I'm seeing Gobert play a little bit differently. Mm. I've seen him um, not always need to be right in the middle. I've seen him sort of be out on the perimeter a bit more, and him being able to to handle it. I've seen that when he goes out, they can put in a guy um, uh, in Whiteside who can sort of do a, some of the same kind of things. And so they don't lose any momentum. And then I've seen guys like Rudy Gay come in and, you know, play a little bit of that center role or, or be that sort of athletic guy next to a um, Go Bear. Because I think their problem is more that you can get around someone like um, Joe Ingles and then drive it. You can yes. get around a guy like, um, uh, what's his name, that, uh, that forward um, uh, Bojan Bogdanovich and Ingles, you can get around Conley, you know, you so, get around Ingles, yeah, yeah. So maybe on the perimeter, you know, that they need a little bit more um, defense, yeah. And I think guys like Mitchell and um, Conley can do it, um, so I'm, I'm looking forward to how they're going to match up in the playoffs. So, I think that they're going to be a strong team, and I think they've got just as much chance as anybody. I, I do think that Phoenix has the edge for me right now, but I, I can see the Jazz working a few things out and being right up there by the end because they're working on it. Do you reckon when it comes down to it, like, you know, the Jazz are a team that, you know, I would say that I have seen crack under pressure against the Nuggets and I would never back them in big games, but could, you know, teams like them sprout and turn into championship, you know, contenders with, you know, a good run, you know, in the, in the, 
in the regular season and, and and then having a convincing win in the first round. So like getting basically creating momentum and keeping it. A team like that could do well. But I well, think if they if they gotta dig deep though, Warrikul, into well, into like, oh geez, we need to dig deep to get out of this, I don't think they have it. I think they they can win on a roll. They can't win when they need to dig deep. Well, well, well let me ask you this. You you've taken a good look at this player for the last few years now, Donovan mm. Mitchell. Mm. He's, what is he, 23? Unstoppable. Right? You're telling me that he doesn't have what it takes? And if he's well, their he leader, man. He hasn't yet. Uh, and oh, come on. I re- look, I reckon he's played really well in the playoffs. And he's not the reason that they lost. No. And, and I but, think, you know, it, yeah, he can backed him be up with the leader. same stuff. Yeah. He can be the guy that can get him over the line. Yeah, right, because you, you're saying big moments and stuff. I don't think big moments phase him. I think he rises to the occasion. Big moments. So he hasn't if yet. he's their best player and he's their go-to scorer yeah. and he can hit the big shot, Oracle, he hasn't, and the team hasn't yet. So you can say what you like; they just haven't done it yet. So you're hoping they're going to go against the trend. But the trend is is that they can't get it done in the big games. And well, there are guys look, that can and there are guys that can't and they might be a bunch of guys that can't. Look, I don't know. It's, listen, they, they've had such good regular seasons that you know, anything but you know getting to the Western Conference Finals is a failure. Mm. But you, 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 this is from a guy who's, what is it, fourth year in the league or something like that? And he's had already... I think he's been to the playoffs every single year. You know what? I, I love Donovan Mitchell. I reckon they're talking about when uh, he had to renegotiate his contract and he said, I took my mother and my brother with me and we went in and we worked it out. And I thought, I like that. I really did like that. His dad he was doesn't a have professional a baseball player. Oh, was he? Yeah. So the, his family's been around this sort of stuff, you know. Ah, okay. So, you know, that, that's why he's come in as a young bloke, but he, he carries himself as a pro, you know? Yeah. Because he's been around it his whole life. Look, I think you're selling him a bit short. They're still early in Mitchell's career, and they, they've they gotten a lot further than many other guys at his age have gotten. Oracle, I like, I like him. I like Gobert. I, I like Clarkson as a six-man. I don't know about all the other guys. You don't like Jingle and Joe? I like him, but is he going to get it done in the playoff um, series? I don't know about that. There's no one tougher in the NBA than him, is there? Come on. Anyone that wants a piece of him is laughing at him right in their face. Are you telling me... He's a big trash talker. Okay, how would he go against the Morris Twins? Oh, Morris Twins are all tall. Morris Twins would push him in the back and then turn around. You That's know, I'm waiting. One of them is going to have to make a statement and one of them is going to have to sort of touch some bloke up and, like, break an arm or a leg. And have you actually ever seen them go toe-to-toe with anyone? No. All they do is they, they'll... One of them skips before a game, and, and that's what Rocky used to do. He skips to warm up. That's boxing. 
I think he's skipping so we can quickly get away if there's any trouble. No, 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 no. Those guys are ready. They're ready for some. They're ready for some punch on. They're skipping. Like I'm pretty sure I saw something where Morris Senior, who I like to call Senior, um, drank a dozen eggs cracked into a glass and drank it for breakfast. Why? And then so, went and worked out. Hold on. So pretty sure that was him. Up all the, is he just looking up all the old Chuck Norris things and uh, rehashing all them? Is that what he's doing, dude? I'm just telling you. Morris That's what he sounds like is no doing. joke. Um, Gee, I thought you'd be the last person to get on the uh, the toughness of the Morris well, Twins bandwagon. I'll just say this. That adds more and more to the mystique of the Jokic clan calling <laughs> those guys out. Those tough men of the NBA, the toughest brothers in the NBA, and the Jokic brothers called them out. And I'm thinking it just adds to the mystique. <laughs> Yeah, well, yeah, well, I guess um, Mavericks, Oracle, Mavericks. Um, when what's it going to take for Mister Maverick to skip the odd breakfast or the odd afternoon tea and start getting fit? So that worries me, you know, because he had a terrific um, postseason. He then went played for Slovenia as a one man team. And injured his arm, injured his arm, remember, just keep going. Yeah, but, but they came fourth, mm. and he played incredible. Yes. Um, he did injure himself, that's right, and in the last game he wasn't as effective. Yes. But what? But how much? How many weeks was there between that and the NBA season? Was it like three weeks or something like that? You know, if you've injured your tendon, look, Oracle, I know you don't yeah, get but- out of second gear very often, but if you've got an injured tendon and you give it a couple of weeks, there's no guarantee it's going to feel better at the end of those couple of weeks. Yeah, but but he, he put on all this weight in a couple of weeks. Yeah. Right? And that's that's disappointing. That's surprising. Like, You know what? If you... That he can put on yeah, weight that quickly. Yeah, Oracle, you if know. you shrunk him down eight or nine inches in height, I reckon I could be the spitting image of him. Would you get those uh, hair transplants, those hair plugs and everything as well? Has he had hair plugs? I'm saying you. I'm You're talking talent. Image. I'm talking size. I'm talking, you know, hustle and bustle oh, right. under the ring. And he's overweight? Is he or not? Like, come on, he's an NBA player. He's, what, top 10, top eight or nine players in the league at the moment? Well, is he overweight or is that just what he is? Matty, he was listed as the favourite for MVP this year. He's not even getting that mention. No, nah, no. Nah. And, and he's not going to get that mention because he's not in shape. Mm-mm. Right? He's coming all pudgy. You can mm. see it. You can see how he looked when he first came into the league till now. Yeah. And, the, and the, 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 the sad part is he put on all that weight in like two or three weeks. In the Olympics. After the Olympics. Partying. Was he partying? Right. What was he doing? He did say that he had a great time. Okay. He did say that. What was you he eating? Imagine, you can imagine a young Luca about town. You know what I reckon? He's not passing anything up. I reckon he needs to employ a couple of guys like us to go around mm-hmm. with him partying. And we'll just say, hey, Luca, 
This is a milk-based cocktail. Let's go for the citrus-based. Healthier. You know what I mean? Righto, bro. You know, and we just subtly keep the weight off. That's right. Big head beer, Mm. no carbs. Sausage rolls, no. Grilled octopus, yes. Yes. You know, in a garlic sauce. Do you reckon it's as simple as that? Yes. Just a couple of blokes to go around. You know, hey, just just be careful of that one, Luca. How about you have this, like that sort of thing? You reckon? Yeah. That's all it takes. You know, reckon. You know what, Matty? I reckon give Mark Cuban a call. He's got some deep pockets. He could uh, fly us over there. We might get sneaky Pete onto that, but but I'll tell you what, I wouldn't mind being a minder. Just you give him, it, just it, give, it, him smart, give him smart, give him smart options. You know, mate. Best option here is to go this way. And what about when you got all those people lined up trying to get a piece of Luca, but they have got to go through you to get to him? What sort nah. of things would they have to do? No, 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 no. We're going full hermit. <laughs> Go on, Hermit. There's no media, no fans, no nothing. No misses, no so, so kids. What, so what? Here, nah, hang on, wait a second. No, no, no. We're going into boot camp. Hold on. So you're taking him over to like Daz's house if he wants a couple of drinks. <laughs> if he trains hard enough, he can have a couple. The reward. Yeah. <laughs> it's a carrot and a stick. Yeah, yep, yep. Oh. I can see Cuban giving us a call and uh, getting Luca on that. Luca would be thrilled. I'll make it fun. We'll, we'll put of a bit course. of we'll put a bit of foosball in the middle. You know what I mean? Let's just, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, well, Matt, we've solved um, the NBA's problems once again this again. week. Yes, thank you. Um, now, what do you got your eye on for next week? Have you got? Have you had a look at the upcoming games or anything? Uh, I'm just sort of having a quick look. Now on another page, uh, yes, I have. Uh, looking ahead, I have um, the oh, come on Oracle. Well, put it this way, I've got a good feeling the Nuggets are going to do well. Um, well, <laughs> have you ever had any other feeling? Yeah, they're going to do bad. I'll tell you what. Um, we got the here we go. We got the Rockets against the Cavs. We got the Hawks against the Magic. Heat against the 76ers. Hawks against the Magic. Yeah, Hawks against the Magic. We got the Lakers against the Mavericks. The Pacers against the Bucks. Pelicans against the Thunder. Hornet against the Pelicans Spurs. Pelicans and Thunder. Yeah. Timberwolves and Nuggets. Hold on. Is this one of the games you're looking forward to? Yeah. Is that would probably be the last one on my list is Pelicans oh, Thunder. No, I'm not looking forward to it. I'm just telling you what games we're on tomorrow. Oh. Um, sorry, get out of that. I like the idea of the heat in the 76ers. I'd like to see if uh, the ribs are better and if Embiid can do better. Lakers and Mavs could be an interesting game, Oracle, coming up. Yeah, I actually think, like, the Lakers have had such an easy run. I want to see them against some teams that they've got a little bit more to offer. So mm. the Mavs, yes, if Luca's playing and everything... Yep, that that'll be a good one. And what the if, Lakers are going to be backing that up with um, a game against the Timberwolves, who have played pretty good in stretches. So it'll be interesting stretch for the Lakers, I think. What about uh, the other game that I sort of like the look of the Clippers and Jazz? If the Jazz have a comprehensive win over the Clippers, I'll I'll I would be quite interested to see that. Mm. Uh, 
the other game I sort of like, look, Portland and the Grizzlies. Portland oh. got beat today. Was it today or yesterday? No, it was yesterday. They got beat. And Lillard didn't make it happen at the end. He might have got 25 or something like that. To- the Grizzlies would have to be favoured to win that game. Big time. They'd have to be. So where are you on the Lillard in Lillard land? Are you pro or anti-Lillard? Oh, I'm still pro Lillard, but um, and and I'm sure that the new managers and everything are going to do everything they can to keep him. Yeah. Um. But as we've spoken about before, like he's he's starting to get a little bit longer in the tooth now. Um, what would you give up to get him at the Celtics right now? You know, there has been a bit of talk about that. What would you give up? I would not give up Brown or Tatum. No, I wouldn't either. No way. No, no. way. No. And um, so, so the kind of package that has been floated would be basically giving all the salary filler you can without Tatum and Brown, and you're just giving them every pick and every pick swap you got. And I'm a bit, bit off that one. I, I don't know if I see him as one of the upper echelon players that he has been. What would you know, the lineup be if you could get him? Would it be Brown, Tatum, Lillard, and anyone from now? That's right, yeah. Time Lord? So, would Time Lord be there? Who would be there? Well, see, all these things are that if you're not putting in those two big guys, you've got to put in anything else they want. It's, uh, look, I'm a bit hesitant, and that would like that's going to be all the cap space as well. So you're not signing anyone apart from the minimum. So for me, no. I but Oracle, like Oracle, you've got to think Knicks. Tatum, Tatum, Brown, Lillard, three-way, you know, three-pronged attack would be pretty yeah. hard to defend. But, Maddie, we got, like, Tatum and Brown, they're only, like, 23 and 24. Yeah. If you're going to have no draft picks for the next five years to go along with them, yeah, you know, it's not a great situation, you know. Like, I reckon they're, they're Lillard's not got another good careers, three, like four, five years left in him. Lillard? Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I think the way that he's, um, his injury is starting to take hold of him and his game is starting to suffer. I mean, hey, you could have a dry spell that goes for, you know, five games, maybe ten. But we're up to what? Is it? Are we getting close to 30 games now? Yeah. And he still hasn't played well? I mean, it's starting to get a bit worrying for me. Uh. Yeah, I'd be worried too. I don't rate his chances at the moment of actually making it back to where he was. I don't, I don't see him being like a 35, 40 point a night player. Um, or I think you a... said the other night he'd never score 35 again. Is that crazy to say that? I think that's crazy, yeah, because a three point shooter can light it up you know, one night. It, it'll happen, but I think you're right that it won't be a consistent thing. You know, I agree with that, but you know, he'll have his moments. But, yeah, look, I think he – it'd be interesting, isn't it, of like how many of these Blazers are going to still be there by the end of the year. My bet is that there's going to be a bit of a clean house this year. Mm. So I think keep your eyes on that one. But I think uh, I think the um, Blazers are in a bit of trouble this year and – they're going to have some big changes. 
They won a they won a game the other day, but they also lost a game the other day, where they played all right leading up to the final five or six, you know, maybe even four minutes, and they just died in the ass. And I thought to myself, these guys do not care if they win or lose. They've got um, basically a max player on the or close to a max player on the sideline. Dressed in, you know, fancy clothes. And Lillard, I don't know. I don't think he's going to come back. I I think they need to basically gut the team, get what they can for them right now, fire sale, on the quiet, do five or six deals, like, overnight. Make it happen. Did you hear, Maddie, that um, that CJ McCullum might have a um, collapsed lung? Did Mm. you hear that? No, you not might have a collapsed lung. He has a collapsed lung. Yeah. Well, what does that mean? Well, that's not a good thing. Um, no. When you're a, an athlete who's essentially an endurance athlete, which is what NBA mm. players are, running up and down the court so much, oxygen's important. <laughs> yeah. And if you've got a collapsed lung, you've only got two lungs. You're working on fifty percent oxygen. If you're so, in, if you're in the oxygen game, so does that mean like is he going to be out for a while, or can these sorts of things be rectified or alleviated, or is it is that it? Is he is he stuffed? Well, I think the Portland Trailblazers season is over, and they need to start making it happen for next season. Yeah, because if Portland's ringing up seventy uh, six, is going to say, "Hey, how about this Simmons? We got this CJ here." Well, they're going to say, "Hey, but he's only got one lung. What, what do we want with a guy with one lung?" Yeah. You know, we don't, we don't want no one lung. No. How about so, like, how about let's forget about CJ right now. Let's talk about someone else who we might be interested in. Dame time. How's Damien looking right now? Yeah. <laughs> Oracle, I just, I'm 100% with you, mate. I just think that, you know, it's time. Uh, the Blazers are done. Look. Had a good run. Th- there is no way they're going to reform this team into a championship caliber team. How are they going to retool it? You know, like, what are they going to get for the existing players? There's not enough out there for what they've got to sell. It's over. They either think, okay, let's hang around for the next four or five years at mediocre Blazerville and have people buy tickets to our games and we'll just tread water and maybe try and get a few long shot. But hey, lo- maybe that's shot. all they want. Yeah, maybe that's all they want. Maybe a few long shot draft picks, you know, that second rounders that might turn out okay. Who knows? But they could, that's what they might do. Who knows? It's not a crazy thing, thing to do, Oracle, like, really. Actually, you know, uh, I think I heard Zach Lowe calling out the kinds of picks that they've made since they drafted um, CJ and uh, Damian Lillard. Mm. And they read out all these names of all these picks and not one of them has turned into anything, not even once. So, you know, to hold out hope that they can still maybe get a draft pick here or there to be something, you know, that I think that that ship sailed. 
they've proven they can't do that. Well, maybe they just ride it in the ground for the next five years. I, I think they'll keep that mediocre thing. They'll keep Lillard there as long as he's happy to stay. And as soon as he wants out, then it's just going to... Apparently, apparently he wanted a contract extension. Well, he, he's up for a pretty huge one, isn't he? Yeah. And I, I tell you, and I know we've got It'll to make go him the richest that. player who ever played the game. Oh, well. Hopefully he gets that. Yeah, good luck. The, the other guy that's up for one at the end of the year, and I know we have to finish up, yeah. is a, um, a one Zion Williamson. He's Ooh. up for his extension at the end of this season. That's going to be big. He's actually now missed more games than he's played in his career. But he's got a big future. Big future. <laughs> yeah, very, very big, big future, yeah. Well, I have heard that he's um, he's starting to look after his weight a bit better now, but okay. his foot's still sore. Well, don't blame him. He's carrying a huge frame, and he's carrying a bloody whole organisation on his shoulders. So, fair enough. Oracle, I really appreciate your effort tonight. It's been a big, long night. And without Sneaky Pete, I kind of feel like we got to the bottom of a few things more than we normally would with him. That's what right. do you reckon? Well, well, with Sneaky around, like things go a little bit off the rails, yeah. don't they? Yeah. And, and, and he's, basically, we know that when I say something, I'm usually right. Yeah. And you will either agree wholeheartedly or just slightly agree. Sneaky Pete is just on a different planet half the time. So, you know... <laughs> No one agrees with him. So, yeah, it's it's just very odd, isn't it? That every time, yeah, they lose. Seventy sixes have put in a bad. He performance. doesn't show up. Yeah, doesn't show up. Is, Oracle, that, is that how he got his name Sneaky? Like, yeah, was there something to yeah. do with that? Like yeah, avoiding exactly. Exactly. The tough questions. Oracle, thank you very much. We got to go. Good night.